This episode of Pot of the Jammed is rated S for spoilers. You've been warned. Let the games begin. Time says closed. We're looking for, uh, what's it called? Tillerman Road. Not to get you there. Getting back. That's your concern. I gave my message to the wind. I told my story to the sea. So, at midnight, you have to play a game. Why? It's just something we do when someone new joins the family. A game. What game? Hide and seek? Are we really going to play that? Well. Power outage. I'm bored. Let's tell each other scary stories. Is this going to be on the test? This is the test. Dale? What are you doing? I'm, I'm digging a crapper hole. You mind if I help? He's making her dig her own grave. Gene Wilder as Dr. Frankenstein. That's Frankenstein. That's not the way it goes. The boy goes for help and the girl stays in the car and she hears this like scratching sound. No, he's been decapitated. No, he was gutted with a hook. Welcome to the final episode, the 31st episode of Pot of the Damned. We have got there. Uh, despite uh, the universe trying to conspire against us uh, many, many ways, we are finally here. And it really here. has. It really, yes. really has. And it's been I'm like sure the four horsemen of the apocalypse, like <laughs> plague, storms, like anything the universe could throw at us, it yeah. has. So, yeah, so I'm Shori. I'm Em. And I'm Dean, the final girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and we're so we- finally here. You were all, have all been hearing in the episodes all week that we were pretty excited to be finally together. Restricted to these, we're all going to be able to get into a room. Not only were we going to be recording this, the final episode, but we were going to be watching the final film that we were reviewing together. And none of that happened because, you know, <laughs> the curse of like, Halloween just kept, or the curse of 2021 just kept on rolling from exposure sites mm. to power storms to yep. windy situations. But at least we're still here giving you that final episode of our 31 Days of Horror. Yeah. It's kind of a head fuck now that I think about it. <laughs> it really is. Yeah, yes. it's, it's amazing. Oh, my God. it's And it's gone so fast. It's amazing that we prepared for so long and yeah. now it's like, we're here. We're here at the end. Like, how did we? And, I, you know, I've been, I know we'll get into this in a bit later, but, you know, I've sort of already been like reflecting on the journey and, and looking back at some of the things we talked about in the earlier episodes. And it's yeah. just like, wow, this has honestly been such a fun ride. So, so crazy much. and so fun. Mm-hmm. It's been really funny for me as well. This week, people have started picking up the podcast and have gone back to the start. And it's hilarious on oh, social nice. media. They apologise for not being up to date. And we're like, it's a daily podcast <laughs> yeah, where we're talking okay. of at least three movies. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I honestly thought you were going to say that you just replied and you were like, well, you should be, okay? Yeah. <laughs> you can you can try and make it up no. to us in some other way, but, you know. No, no. And people listen whenever you want. This is paste, the joy of Baked this. goods. Yeah, baked goods. We will accept yep. baked goods. Yeah. Yes. For sure they need to be vegan. Yep. Yeah. For me, um, for Dean, they need to be chocolate-based. Yep, <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm I'm easy. Look, I'm always, <laughs> we have high preferences. For now, now, Em. <laughs> <laughs> I know. No, you meant to say I know you're easy, but what kind of baked goods do you like? Yeah. If if all these people who are just catching up, if you just if you meet me, just buy me a coffee. We'll be set. 
<laughs> problem solved. Yeah, actually, Shuri does run on get caffeine. Get a hamburger with Shuri because he'll take you to a vegan place and not tell you. And then you're like, why does this meat taste weird? That was not <laughs> hey, okay. That's a that was, that's a cover title. Some... <laughs> you aren't yes. wrong. You aren't wrong. I love. I think we've managed to get cover titles out, out of every episode. But maybe <laughs> yes. you know, every episode's had cover Success. titles. And you know what, everyone, like, look, we're in for a fun ride for our final app. Unlike before, uh, where we've been talking a different film each, as listeners, regular listeners would all know, we decided for our final app to make three choices and then put it to you, the listeners, to vote on, which has been really entertaining because the voting's been going for, what, two weeks? Mm-hmm. And it's yeah. been so varied. It's really interesting. Yeah. to. It's a, I've been on the back end, so I can see when... The first time, the minute we started it, like votes were starting straight from the start. And then mm. there was a little bit of a lull. And then last weekend, when I, I, I'm trying to remember what episodes we had last weekend, but they were obviously really popular. So all the votes kicked up in America and the mm. UK, which Beautiful. has been more and, interesting. And I think what, yeah. And I think what's really interesting is that the, the lead film has changed over time. There was a point mm-hmm. where we thought, oh, it's going to be this one. And then we were like, no, it's going to be this one. And there was a point where I was quite convinced of which film it was going to be. I was I was like, yep, no, nope, it's going to be that one. And then it changed at the last minute and I did yeah. not see that coming. It's and it's, been I think so it's, interesting to watch and to think. It has. This is, this is the beauty of it. I mean, we had a very diverse range of films to pick from mm-hmm. to begin with and some people actively were like oh i'm struggling about which one to do but it's been really mm-hmm. wa- interesting to watch the way that's rolled now shory i see you've got a piece of paper there yes you got something mm-hmm. you want to share with this the group is, this is a little something i wrote just off the top of my head very quickly um mm-hmm. before we reveal the, the movie so this is this is uh let me just i'll just read this out for you guys so are you ready or not for me to reveal the winning film because young frankenstein you don't scare me the faculty and I know what you did last summer in that cabin in the woods near the house on Haunted Hill, and we think you are the messiah of evil. Oh, and Tucker and Dale versus Evil too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. I, no, no I couldn't get that last one to fit. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's the perfect Halloween haiku. And by the way, everyone, happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. Happy Halloween. It's the best holiday of the, the year. It's better than Christmas. It's better than Christmas. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. Fight me. I don't no, care. No. It's Who's going to fight you? No one <laughs> listening to this podcast is going to fight you on that because we agree. <laughs> yeah. Well, yes, that's probably a good point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although I do, I do have a friend who's well into Halloween, but she still thinks Christmas is better slightly. And I mean, you, you get you get better stuff at Christmas. That's probably the. <laughs> what do you mean? What do you mean by better stuff? <laughs> like gifts. Oh, I mean, you get gifts, full stop. I mean, at Christmas. I mean, I get my biggest really problem because my, my birthday's the day after. Exactly. You're <laughs> well, that's true. <laughs> my biggest problem with Halloween is the fact that people buy shit candy, and I'm like, no. If you're going to do it, you do it well. You go top no, tier. I you agree. don't go. You don't get the you know no name brand. Just grab random things it's like nah. And and to be COVID safe, there's got to be wrappers. So Mars bars are always yes. good. Yep. Mm-hmm. No, I've already got little uh, trick or treat parcels ready um, in case we get trick-or-treaters today so where I live we have a balcony which we have decorated with amazing Halloween skeletons and creepy dolls and whatnot Um, and we've got trick-or-treat balloons that we're going to set set out so that people can see them and we're basically just going to throw lolly bags down to people if they come past and they're trick-or-treating egg lollies and kids yeah, exactly. It's got to make a sport of it. It's got to be COVID safe and creative. It, that, and what it a way is COVID it. safe. Yes. Yep. Yep. We, well, we exactly. are putting up our, our maze 
uh, today and to, you know on the uh, just before Halloween. So we'll have our maze running. Hopefully, we'll get some people through. I'm not expecting a lot of people though, unfortunately. Mm. I mean, it's yeah, it's yeah. going to be interesting. I have one outfit I'm planning for the gay bar that I'm going to, and that's just a name tag saying "Hi, my name's Eileen," and just take my top off. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> Oh dear! Wowza! Is the explicit tag, kids? <laughs> there, oh, look! I think we're well past the explicit tag already. All right, but we were talking right. about yeah. film, and I'm yes, going to let yes. everyone know in reverse how the voting went. Now, Ooh, I um, like it. what we had, I'm going to start with the the two least amount vote. Like, so if we're doing it, the two that got the least amount of votes overall were very surprising to me. It was Messiah of Evil and House on Haunted Hill. Both mine, yay! I have, I have to say though, like in in some way, in some ways, no matter what order they they came out at, it's going to be surprising because they're all good films. Do you know yeah. what I mean? So it's hard to. It's I I don't envy our listeners having no, to having no. to choose one out of these nine films because they're all so good. Well, this is, I mean, we had the same problem when we were trying to pick films to watch for each genre. And uh, that's one of the things I've been enjoying this week. A lot of um, listeners have been giving us feedback about just this is a good array of films. This is a good pick of films. Like, mm. it makes me pretty happy that that's the kind of feedback we're getting as well, where people <laughs> are like, yeah, you've gone really diverse. So in doing yeah. that at the end, I you, I guess we made that a little bit harder for ourselves. But <laughs> it's an interesting way because, yeah, I actually thought, and and the next two, um, the next in, in the lower spectrum were Scare Me, which was uh, a new film on Shutter that I picked, and The Faculty. So, the, mm. so Scare Me, The Faculty, House of ha- on Haunted Hill, and Messiah of Evil were all in our lower category. Mm. All three of my picks are in the lower category. Awesome. Love it. Thanks, guys. Oh, <laughs> uh, look. It doesn't okay, mean so anything. No. And you know what? We now we can start the list for 31 days next year. Is It's just what I'm putting. <laughs> exactly. And you <laughs> know what? Now... Now our listeners know what we felt like every episode trying mm-hmm. to pick films out easy. of a list of amazing films. It's so hard. It's, it's so, so hard. hard. And and then we have, um, all right, so before the top three, basically in an equal number of votes, we're Young Frankenstein and Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm-hmm. Mm. The two horror comedies, interesting. But, and and that, yeah. that blows my mind. Both horror comedies I honestly expected both these films, they they had a trickling of votes all the way through, but I expected both these films, especially Tucker and Dale versus Evil, to jump so much. And mm-hmm. that was so, so surprising to me because it's not just, it's, it's that thing as well, I guess people want to hear what we think of the films and we're, we're talking about mm-hmm. it all. And we finally come to our top three in third place was the film that kicked out of the gate to begin with. And I actually mm. thought this is what we're definitely going to be watching. I'm just laughing. I'm going to keep in the editing just the sound of the birds, the birds in the background at Shorey's. And and I don't know if you can hear the cat. I can hear the oh, cat, the yeah. Cat? Oh, was that that the cat? Was a cat, yes. Was a cat. <laughs> so there's birds and there's a cat. You know, it's the nature. Um, we should have done nature um, animal attacks. <laughs> menagerie of animals here. It, it's that it's that good weekend film all, all over again. It's yeah, the long, long weekend. weekend. It's not the good weekend, <laughs> the long weekend. So then in third place, we had Cabin in the Woods, which was streaming ahead at the start. And I, I part of me, I really wanted us to talk about this. Like, we're hacking up somewhere yeah. else. I have to agree, Dean. I not only did I really um, hope that we would talk about Cabin in the Woods because I think in many ways it's such a great um, rounding off film for a yeah, for a, yeah. a podcast about horror, but I I genuinely thought that that was going to be the winner. I, yeah. 
I, mm-hmm. I just had a feeling. I thought it would. So and it's well. Um, yeah, what's funny is then when it flipped again. Um, so then the film that took the lead was I Know What You Did Last Summer, which is our second place film. And then when that took yep. the lead, I'm like, all right. Which and and for me, I was like, okay, this was my pick as well. Cabin in the Woods was going to be mine, but M beat me to it. Um, <laughs> and and you know, I was like, all right, it, this is look. So literally, up until a few days ago. Um, we were sure it was going to be. I know what you did last summer. Yeah. Like we were like, okay, cool. That's what we're watching. Like I, I, was, I had, I had kind of. I shouldn't say resigned myself because that sounds like it's a bad thing. Changed, but I had no, said in my yeah. head, we're watching. I know what you did last summer, and I was totally great with that because I was like, yeah. great film, let's do it. And that flipped again, and we ended up with mm-hmm. Ready or Not as the top pick yep. by you, the voters. And that was mm-hmm. after a, a. It's quite interesting. So in the last few days of voting, it's. All except for Young Frankenstein got one extra and the rest have all been for Ready or Not. Except, And what's funny about it is lots from the UK, lots from the US. And then on the final day when I put up um, a tweet just reminding everyone, it's the last day, make your vote, make your vote. This was the only film people voted for in Australia as well. Wow. Like it's so Mm. weird the way in which it rolled. But Ready or Not is the film that we are reviewing today for our final app. So ready or not, we're going to talk about it. And, I mean, this was my pick, and I just want to say the reason I didn't realise it was in the horror genre until I Googled. It's a film that I Mm. wanted to see. Whenever I saw the the previews, I was like, this is a film I want to see. This looks really good. The cast looked really great. This just looks Mm. like it's going to be very entertaining. And then the minute I Googled horror films to try and look at some options to pick and saw this, I was like, bam, now I'm going to get a chance to see it. And thank you, listeners, because of you, I have. and same, I was the same as you, Dean. I'd had this on my list for ages and hadn't got around to watching it. So when I saw the one, I was like, yes, I, I, I have an excuse to finally watch this film. Yeah. It surprises me that both of you hadn't seen it because it's it's the, uh, as we talked about with a couple other films, it's one of the ultimate uh, good for her films. It really is. <laughs> yes, but, it is. So it I'll really is. Look. I'll do our IMDb real quick. Uh, we'll, do, we'll do the IMDb, but there's a scene that in my mind is 100% Emma, and I'll tell you which scene I think that is. <laughs> oh, okay. There's one bit where I'm just like, that's Emma, and I, I thought it immediately. Now, Shori, the IMDb. All right. So, ready or not, from 2019, a bride's wedding night takes a sinister turn when her eccentric new in-laws force her to take part in a terrifying game. Yep. But, yes, this movie is a bunch of fun it's it's it borders on horror comedy in points there are some very funny bits mm. in it. black black funny but it's funny yeah i love black humor i would agree black yeah. Humor yeah it's right and this is certainly like the script is very dark i think in a really smart and good way it could mm. have gone completely the other way but i love i think the way they've done it is absolutely brilliant and mixing horror and dark humor for me yeah. huge tick it's perfection, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. those, those two things blended together, and I agree. This film was so much fun. It was pretty much everything I was hoping it would be, um, and I, I, yeah, I just had a lot of fun with it. I, I thought it was um, really well cast, and I think that the the script was really enjoyable. Um, and you know, who doesn't love a horror film about? rich white bastards like and the sick sick games that they play um it's just i was just thinking of that like there's a quote i just found that it literally is don't take it personally they're just trying to figure out if you're a gold digging whore you know like my wife yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) yes yeah yep exactly no it's just 
and it sets itself up so well at the start. You know, eccentric, yeah. big eccentric white family, gorgeous house. Visually, yes. costuming is just fucking awesome. So really, yes. you feel like they've they've gone a little avant garde with the way they're doing it, and the look and tone is very like old England, even though yes. it's set right now today. And and mm. and it's great because already we've got this our character, the the lead. She's Excuse me for one second. That'll be someone <laughs> delivering something at my doorbell. <laughs> anyway, where was I? What was I anyway? Talking? Well, you were talking about um, the the set design, and I was going to say I think also part of the reason it looks so old is to is to signify that it's old money because yeah. it becomes relevant later in the plot um, when you you understand that the the whole legacy and the curse and the pact that they've made that has gone back decades and decades so we we come to understand this is this really is old money so this family yeah. has been um, making mm-hmm. a lot of money for a long time um, I was going to say it actually reminded me a little bit of just in terms of the setup, reminded me of Get Out with this mm-hmm. idea that you've got a really rich family that on the outside looks, well, they look like a bunch of rich assholes, but then when yeah. you actually get into the family, it's even worse than you could have imagined. Yeah. Like even bigger this, assholes. Yeah, yeah, and, exactly. And, and basically the twist and gist of this for the bride is she finds out on her wedding night after she's married into the family that at midnight when someone is introduced into the family, they have to draw a card and if the card is hide and seek, um, she has to hide and they have to find her and they have to kill her, sacrifice her to save mm. Which she doesn't realise going into Which she doesn't realise. Like, mm. she's just yeah. like, okay, we're She just thinks they're going to play and, hide and seek. And yeah. part of that is because her husband can't bring himself to tell her. And this is, oh. I think, one of the really interesting things here where he loves her and, and he's just hoping that the game they have to play isn't hide and seek, but then the woman he loves will be sacrificed. Mm. Um, and, and, you know, sometimes it's checkers, sometimes it's something else, who knows. So it's interesting yeah. where sometimes he, you can and, play checkers, sometimes people chase you with a gun. Yeah. And, I'd fucking and hate to see if they pick Twister. All yeah, well, yeah. That's what's also funny about it, where it's just kind of like, you know, he loves her, which and, and it's really interesting as well, where he loves her and would have happily not married her. Um, as in but she marriage was important to her and all these things. And we're introduced to him at a young age at the start, where he basically mm. he basically dobs in his uncle who's married into the family and and is mm-hmm. then killed um and mm-hmm. it's it's that interesting thing of it where there's lots of layers and we've got this mm. young character who has no family she's married into the family she just wants to be accepted and now she's mm. running through the house for her life yeah i have to say i'm i'm really glad that uh, this husband kind of got his comeuppance at the oh, end of the totally, film because totally. <laughs> I was 100% with her in the moment when she realises they're trying to kill her and she finds him and she's basically like, what the fuck? How did you bring me here? And even though he was like, oh, but you wanted to get married and you would have left me if if we didn't, I'm like, no, I call bullshit. He could have said to her, <laughs> look, I know you want to get married, but here's the thing, <laughs> if, you, if yeah. you do get married... I'm sorry, but my family are actually psycho. Like, he could have warned her. He put her life at risk. Yeah. I'm just... I mean, it's the interesting twist. We go through it all with them. And the the way that turns around at the end, I really love. But I also... I loved the ending of this film. I think it's perfect. (laughs) Can can I say, too, that, like, I didn't grow up watching The O.C. or anything like that, but is Adam Brody one of the best uh, character actors, side actors in movies these days? He is... 
fucking hilarious in everything. He's pretty good. I love him. Yeah. He's so he good. brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. No, he has he, he has made a really good um, career for like, himself as a, like as Jennifer's you say, as a body. character actor. He was yeah. great yes. in Jennifer's body. He's oh, great in this. There's so a couple other movies Genesis he body. pops up in there. He's just a, a side character who maybe he might even turn up for 10 minutes in a movie and he always has a, a great one-liner or something yeah. that is just hilarious and he is just fantastic. But we really should talk about Samara Weaving. Like, but before she, we do, I just wanted oh, yep. to quickly. I wanted to just quickly say, I think the thing about Adam Brody, I think the thing that he does, whether he's playing a good character or a bad character or whatever, he, I've, I've realized he does sleaze really well. <laughs> yeah, he comes across <laughs> as sleazy in one way or another. You think about him in Jennifer's Body, you think about him in this, like, yep. and I don't know how it is that uh, this skinny, nerdy white guy from the OC has mm-hmm. grown into this. Yeah, but anyway, yeah, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving is phenomenal yep. in this Brilliant. film. She's just, and she seems to, like, I'm not sure if either of you have seen The Babysitter. No. Yes. Have you seen the one on Netflix? Like, she is amazing yes. in that too. She's just, there's something about her where she's just, like, she's a, she's very easy on the eyes, but she's also mm-hmm. very, she plays these roles where, like, what's the other one? I can't really think of the other one that she's in with um, there's the something guy from brilliantly there's something brilliantly unassuming about her physically that when she yeah. and and when she goes there and goes there, it's just perfect. The other one is um mayhem. Yeah. It's on Shutter. It's um another one of it's like a uh set in an office where everyone goes nuts and start attacking each other. And she's in that, and she, uh-huh. she just has this like she's she's for lack of a better term, she's sassy, but she's yeah funny, but she's also like she can yeah. come across as a real tough. You know, like she's just everything. She's great. No, no, she, I I agree. Yeah, she's just phenomenal. I the scene yeah, she, I, uh, that I considered the Emma scene in this film is the scene where she she changes her shoes, puts on her runners, and rips off her dress, and is standing there looking absolutely awesome with a gun in her runners. And I that, that shot and looks at herself in the mirror, and I was like, "That's M." Like that's <laughs> you know, like I, it, the minute I saw it, I was just like, "Sensible shoes, still looking awesome, um, and just ready to kill." <laughs> like, it's great. Well, thank you. I'm quite flattered by that. I thought it was either going to be that scene or the scene after. <laughs> After she she gets shot by the little kid and she punches him and goes, "You little fucker!" I'm like, that <laughs> "Yeah, that's I, and I, this I is probably would have used slightly more adult language. This. I would have absolutely. Well, this is what's brilliant about this film. It, it's so dark, but like you literally <laughs> are on this ride where you know there's an entire family trying to kill her in the house. You feel like you're mm. watching. You know, you're. Has have you, either of you ever seen Clue? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So you feel like you're in an episode of Clue to a point that mm-hmm. is almost funny and entertaining, even though yes. she's locked in the house and trying to get out of it. So there's an amusing ride to it. And then when it twists and turns again to mm. she's in the stables and there are goats and you don't think about yes. it. Mm-hmm. And the fact that obviously they sacrifice the goats, like that's what they do. You know, that's that they sacrifice the goats to Satan or mm-hmm. a per- yeah. and every now and then a person. And you know that it's that, and that the kid sees her, and and the kid shoots her in the hand, and you see through, you see the hole in her hand. It's so wow, mm-hmm. it's, and it's brilliant. Yep. And then her climbing back up that, and that's the thing. It's like that's when this film goes. Oh, we, you've been on this ride the whole time, but we've arrived here now. She's bleeding, yeah. and she puts her hand through a nail. And- oh my god! <laughs> and it's the hand with the gunshot yeah. wound. Oh my god! <laughs> over the nail. <laughs> that next like. That next ten minutes is is a section of the film that is all about 
we've t- you've been on this ride, and then we take you to physical pain, like her squeezing yes. through the gate, everything. It's oh. so intense. Oh, and mm-hmm. that was yes. I was like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. And it's so like the ride is so. Um, from, from, you're right. At that point, the ride becomes really like you're right on the edge of your seat because there are so many moments where you think she is so almost there. She's almost escaped. She's yeah. out of the gates. She's in the forest. Like, and I was like, you know, almost yelling at the TV, like, go, go, go. Just like find a road and just go. And when she does, like, and even, the car, and then the ca- they yes. just drive off, and she's like, are you kidding me? And you, you know, <laughs> yes. imagine, you know, it's just. And I and love then- that she actually makes some comment about like fucking rich people or something like yes. that like because because it was these kids in a Porsche that were just like like didn't care yeah. um oh it's and it is that again there is this commentary on class because I think you know the whole time it's never really made explicit but you get a sense that she is from a different class of a different class standing to them um, I mean they treat her that a, way well they treat her that way wouldn't matter sure. what class she came from she's obviously going to be lower class to them anyway yeah. you know like well, yes. it, she could have come from a moderately you know a, a medium rich family and these guys yeah, would yeah. still treat her like garbage because she's not part of them yeah well that's true that's true but she's um and and i think it's just her her way like you said shuri she's got that there's a sassiness about her that is a bit more um is a bit more common for lack of a better word or more of mm-hmm. a working class tilt to it than this yep. very um, affluent style of, of humor. Um, she's a bit more. She just feels that she feels more grounded. So she's a really great character, I think, for the audience to align themselves with because yeah. she's yeah she's more grounded, but she's still she's very resourceful and she's smart. Um, but she's so likable uh, too that like you've got like the yeah. Adam Brody who's like oh you can see these faces like I don't really want to kill her because I kind of like her you know yeah. like, I, I think she's kind of cool and I don't really want to kill her but I have to because of my family you know yeah he, yeah he sort of has it. And it's just be, she's such a likable character as well because she's, like you said, the sassiness, but she's fun and she's bubbly and she's everything. Exactly. Like she's just, the character that she plays in this is just that the girl that, like, you know, coming from a straight girl perspective, you go, yeah, I'd marry her. <laughs> she, I mean, in a lot of ways she is the, she's she's cast as the quintessential girl next door, you know. Yeah. She's, yeah. she's hot, but she's, but she's not too, too hot. She's, well, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but it, it is quite fun to watch um, Adam Brody's character. You can see him mentally, the to and fro, like whether he's going to just, just you know, double down on his family's tradition yeah. and just go with it even though he's not comfortable with it anymore or whether he's actually going to, you know, pardon the expression, but, you know, grow some balls or I should say grow backbone and just, just, just well, end it. This is what's interesting about it all is this family, like, yes, they have everything they have because of a pact with Satan. You know, that's mm. that's basically the gist of it. But it doesn't mean they're even like they don't they don't the, the part of the humor is the fact that they have opportunity to kill her multiple times and are just bad at it. So they miss shots, they yeah. do all these things. Like they're not it, it's we have to do this one thing to have what we have and we live this effluent life. Mm. But we don't except for one character, which is Adam Brody's wife, is the one person that revels in it. Yeah. But it's that yeah. whole thing as well where you know, it's not like they're practicing every single week to make sure they can shoot properly with the bow and arrow. Oh, it's, so it's, it's Robert England in zombie yeah. strippers. It's, it's the, just this thing oh, we I have, have guns, to do. Doesn't mean yeah. I can use them. Yeah, and that's part of exactly. the fun and joy of it. And when she turns the tables on them, it's so great. Like especially with the mum. Well, and I yeah, and I was going to say I think also part of the reason that they're they're we 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 see that not all of them are necessarily evil, although you could debate 
how we define that, um, <laughs> is because there's this vague threat hanging over their head that if they don't kill her, they will somehow, they don't know how, they but they will, will be killed. They will die. Yeah. But none of them, obviously, because they've continued to always do the tradition, none of them know for sure if that will actually happen yeah. or if this is a bunch of woo-woo and there's well, actually no threat. So there's always that, this. When it's something the kids have always seen, it's like a story tale. It's a fairy tale. You don't know. Yes. And and yes. but uh, and that's the part of it where it, even when the dad's like, this is going to happen, and 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 they're just like, sure, Dad, like whatever, like who the hell? And knows? I love that it's always suggested throughout the film. You get characters every now and again going, "This is ridiculous. You're not going to die. Nothing's yeah. going to happen. Just you know, just let me go, or we don't need to kill her." And as an audience member, you're sort of on that ride as well. You're like, "I mean, come on. Do they really think they're going to? Yeah. What do think they're going to fucking burst into flames if they don't kill her be- before dawn?" And then and that's what interesting when everything flips and ending. turns around. So, well, even one of the things I love about the ending is that whole bit where Adam Brody's character is is trying to get her out and mm. then and then he doesn't and and yeah. it all turns he ends up getting killed by his wife and the mm. brother is like oh my god I've lost my brother and they you know we see them protecting each other the whole way through and then mm. it all flips and turns around and she finally gets to have the confrontation with him where she's like you put me in this scenario. You could have warned me. You mm. could have said something. You chose not mm. to do it. And they're about she's about to get out again. And in this scenario, she mm. has a conversation with him and he suddenly realises and she's like, I'm, I'm not going to be with you after this. And Yes. Mm. And then he's like, oh, okay. And then, he, and then he turns and he decides that he's going to side with his family and he's going to be a part of trying to sacrifice her once, once he realises no matter what happens, she's not going to stay with me. And, um, and, because, and isn't that also the quintessential, that whole asshole male? Oh, my thing? God. Like where, the white privilege, oh, well, if I can't you know. Get what I what I want, then I'm going to do this. Well, if I can't have you, then I may, we may as well sacrifice mm. you anyway. And then <laughs> there's literally that scenario. It's just before dawn. She's about to be sacrificed. She twists out of it after beating the mother's head in, which I I found very cathartic. Yes. And yes. and <laughs> they, the stabbing gets her in the shoulder, and then it's sunlight. The dawn mm. has broken. They haven't been able to kill her. And then there's this moment where you're just looking around mm. and guess what, everybody? Like, yeah, you're just looking around and nothing's happening. And it's like, oh, my God, this tradition that we've done for years doesn't do shit. Yeah. And, and you now, see, and, you and what I love I is that you... I was laughing out loud when that happened. Like, well, I was laughing I, my ass off. It was, in some ways, that moment, just that moment there where for a second they're like, oh, my God, we've been killing all these people all these years. It's so amazing and cathartic because you see them you can see the wheels turning in their heads like oh my god the guilt of so many decades suddenly processing and realizing they didn't need to be doing this yeah and then it twists again yeah and i can't mm-hmm. remember who the first the character is the first one the auntie oh, says <laughs> i don't care if we've missed dawn i'm still going to sacrifice her for you and goes at her with a knife yes and mm-hmm. and then I, it, I love it I'm, I'm hesitating out, for our listeners whether they've seen it or not. No, no, no. We, they know their spoiler alerts. They know their on. spoiler alerts. And but, I love but basically, this. They yeah, blow up. It, it, <laughs> they blow up. It turns out that the the whole curse was real, and they literally just fucking explode. explode. And it is so. Uh, that was the point. I started laughing. I just started laughing because it was so amazing and cathartic. And when it turns back to 
um, Samara Weaving's character and she just starts laughing. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> I am right there with you, babe. Like it's the most amazing cathartic turnaround. Yeah. And I think, I think it is actually made better for the fact that not only do they all have to die in the end and they deserve to die, but they also had to go through the guilt of thinking yeah. that they didn't need to they kill did. all these people all along. So they yep. suffered in both ways. Yep. And I'm Whammy. like, good. Um, so and, good. you know, no no surprises at the end. Uh, our, our asshole husband tries one more time to to reconcile with her and, and you know, convince her that he really is a good guy. Um, but obviously he just explodes Anyway, so, <laughs> uh-huh. um, yeah, exactly. Um, and, and I just, I, I think the, the final scene at the end I thought was just brilliant in terms it's of framing. so good. Um, the framing, house is yeah. down and she's Gorgeous just, scene. Yeah. It's like she's the flames in the background and she's, yeah, sitting on the steps and it's kind of like perfectly sort of framed on the steps out the front. She's in a bloody wedding dress and her yellow converse just have, have, having a smoko just sitting there like fuck this has been a day yeah. like it it's just so <laughs> it's just so much fun and such a it is, such it's a, a very cathartic film. film yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah and so glad, i want to say thank I mean, you to our listeners yeah. because I, this was i, I, I mean I pretty much wanted fun horror i'll be honest for our to wrap yeah. us up with yeah, of course. 31 days of horror but one of the reasons why is for me i've been going back and editing all the podcasts which is a little bit of a head trip at times when you think psychological mm. horror oh my god by the way i do catch up watching we can oh, get to that. Oh, my oh, God. Oh, I, yes. I just remembered. We'll no, no, that. no. We're still wrapping up this film. I just remembered yeah. that I'd actually spent, like, literally a day we'll, watching all those films. <laughs> yeah. We'll get to all that. Right. We'll get to that. But, but yeah, yes, this thank was... you, listeners, for picking yes, this film. Yes, thank you. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think we would have loved, you know, as we've said at the start of this episode, we would have loved whatever one because, oh, obviously, yeah. we, we picked these films. So they, they were all films that we wanted to watch. Um, but this was so much fun and I really enjoyed watching something that I hadn't seen before and had been on my list for a while. So that was kind of a bonus because yeah. I think nearly all of the other films I had seen already, which is no, no biggie. I still would have loved revisiting them. Um, but, yeah, this was, um, this was so much fun. So yeah. thank you, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and, and we'd love to hear. Well, I mean, yeah, we still want to hear your thoughts on this film and any of the well, others. Yeah, as exactly. You're listening as yeah. well, we know everyone hasn't been able to listen to the podcast a day at a time. Not everyone can be like Alan. Shame on you. But um, <laughs> but we still <laughs> or love Dina. From you all. But we still love hearing. From, oh yeah, absolutely. We still yeah, love Alan and Dina. Your yep. thoughts as yep. they're coming through, which is great. This was a brilliant pick, an absolutely brilliant pick. And I'm actually curious which ones Alan and Dita picked because I don't know who this yeah. was. So mm. I would love you to let us know. I did get told by a friend of mine, Michael, on Thursday, who has been enjoying. He's still in week one of listening, um, but okay. he he's he actually was like, I picked Ready or Not, and I hope that's the one. And I'm like, well, you'll have to wait till Halloween day to see. But I there kind of is. love that. And it was he go he goes it was just a ride and absolutely was you know yeah. it was so good yeah and it's yeah. not a it's not an overly like it's not a scary film it's not that intense it's just it's just fun like it's it's a story that's been told a thousand times it's you know it's the yeah. most dangerous game that was made you know one of the, in the you know, very yeah. early 1900s it's you know humans hunting humans and it's it's a story that's been told but it's just a fun twist on it yeah. yeah. and it just yeah, absolutely it hits, it, it hits the gore it, like they really sectionized the film brilliantly and hits the gore and everything in a really good way. Mm-hmm. So very yeah. happy. Very yes. happy. Yep. Such a good film. Absolutely. Yes. And I think, I don't know if now's the, the the time, but I just think while we're on that note of thanking listeners for this uh, this pick, I think just 
uh, we need to just thank our listeners. It's yeah. just yeah. been this whole ride. Like we've had, you know, we have had some some um, super fans, some superstar listeners that have been with us there all the way and and very actively engaged. But to yeah. everyone, even if you've you've only just jumped on board now, even no matter when or how much you've listened to, it's so like. Honestly, we've just done this for the love of it. Like this has always been a labor of love. It's always yep. just been for fun. And if we can just bring a little bit of joy and laughter yeah. and cool into your into your life, then you know, mission accomplished. Yeah. And it's just yeah, been yeah. Amazing. And I mean, with the craziness of the past 18 months, with all these lockdowns that we've gone through here in Victoria, or just the nuts of the pandemic like this really came out of <laughs> the nuts of the pandemic <laughs> the nutsness of the pandemic is what i mean yeah. it's talking like, about how was, crazy it's been and the people yeah well this has <laughs> been you know we well, we had an yeah. idea we said yeah let's do it and i'm so grateful because this has been one of the things that's helped getting me mm-hmm. through so much and giving oh me my purpose. god Same. but also then to actually have everyone experience it with us through listening has been really great yeah, 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 for ab- sure. Absolutely. I think the whole pandemic thing has been this added, bo- not that the pandemic was a bonus, no, but yeah. the, fa- the fact that the podcast <laughs> had, had has given us this really amazing little spark of joy while we've all been stuck in lockdown and something yeah. to focus on and something to do. And for a lot of our listeners, for, for because for most of this month we were still in lockdown, at least here in Melbourne, mm-hmm. it's given people, hopefully, we, we hope it's given people a little bit of joy into their days, something to, to listen to and, and have fun with. So that's been oh, just a, a bonus. Well, exactly. I mean, <laughs> and, and we were going to do this no matter what, pandemic exactly. or not, whatever, yeah. you know, this going to be something that, that the pandemic did. was good motivation like it, it, mm-hmm. it gave us you know planning something to watch i can't be happier that we we went let's do a 31 day podcast for every day of november and we have achieved it or, or october like, october what did i or say october even yeah. <laughs> um, but the fact that we even we achieved you know putting out a podcast a day with all this work with all this watching and still all being mm. able to have fun together has been really awesome oh yeah and um, there were and there were definitely weeks where I know that we had been <laughs> chatting about how we were all like cramming the movies yeah. into whatever, in spare, whatever in spare bits of yeah. time we had. Like yeah. I was at the point where I was having to warn Vaughn and Elroy, like, okay, I'm really sorry, but whichever one of you is hanging out on me, hanging out on me. Hang out on me. <laughs> Get in line. There's a sign-up sheet for hanging out on Emma. <laughs> I thought you were going to say cover title, but sure. (laughs) Whichever one has been hanging out with me, I've had to say, we're going to be watching a horror movie. Sorry, that's just what, that's what it, you want to be friends with me, we're watching a horror movie because I have to. That's literally been my life. You want to be friends with me? If I've had had a bubble buddy, this has been the deal that you've been involved in. And then when Chris moved in, it's really been funny this week, editing this week's, the last week's podcast which have all pretty much been from the week Chris moved in. And Chris has been listening while I'm editing them. It's like, oh, my God, I remember that. Oh, my God, I remember <laughs> that. Like, yeah, like that was when we watched six films in a day because that's, that's what I, I would do. I would look at my week between virtual gigs and stuff and go, okay, I, can't, I think there was one week where I was like, you guys are going to be so proud of me. I've actually stretched out watching a film a day because I hadn't done it the whole <laughs> way well, we should. Done. We should get into the recap of things. Like we, I mean, we are yeah. anyway, but yeah. we should just Can really I, like make it official. So. Can I touch on the films that I missed and have actually watched all yeah, yeah, in one Oh, my day? God, yes. Yes, okay. let's start there. So there. There was only a few. Um, the, I, uh, yes, listeners would remember I was actually doing 
doing rewatching and then giving giving accounts in the episode. And then I just went, you know what? When we hit the Pants Labyrinth one and it was all really full on, I'm like, I don't. I was actually editing that podcast the morning. It was like. 3 a.m. and I was editing the podcast. It was releasing that day, and I'm like, I don't have time to watch the film. So I, I thought, let's move it to the very end and do it like this. So, so how many Lambert, times did you watch Summer Party Massacre two? Never again. <laughs> um, <laughs> but the jam scene maybe is just too hilarious. But yep. seriously, like Pan's Labyrinth, watching that for the first time was absolutely amazing. Um, oh and my the gosh! Annoying thing, the subtitles kept cutting in and out, but that didn't really oh. matter. It just beautiful and it and oh, i actually it? really love that i got to hear about it first through both of you talking about it more specifically m with that massive detail that you put into it gave it such a better level for me watching it for the first time mm. it was just too cool um mm. and oh my god what an amazing film and an amazing pick and a beautifully the visuals the it, oh, it's it was gorgeous, just isn't it? oh it's just a, a gorgeous film so massive tick to that uh the other one was Stepfather. Yeah. Um, oh, I forgot that you didn't watch that. I hadn't watched it and I love Terry O'Quinn. And holy crap balls, yes, a lifetime. Movie. Holy crap balls. But yeah. Like what a what a terrifying film in the way mm-hmm. that he's just out of his mind. He's bonkers, yeah, it's great. He's bonkers. And and you're right. There's that, I'm watching the whole way going, what the fuck, what the fuck? And then there's that bit where he goes, wait, who am I? And just yeah. snaps and kills her. And I'm like, this is brilliant. But you know yeah. what confused me the most? There's a sequel to this, right, that Terry O'Quinn is in. Yeah, yeah. But yep. he stabbed at the end. Yeah, so? So, so is Michael Myers. Okay. So is Jason. Okay. I was about to but say he, hello. But he didn't escape. Like, is this your first radio? Is this your first horror movie? At the start of the next film, is he arrested in, in jail or something? He's in a psychiatric facility. Okay, cool. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. That was uh, – but here's the kicker for me as well. Um, I'm trying to think what other film there was. Here's the kicker for me as well is um, my friend downloaded onto his Plex the 2000 version. So I thought, you know what, since uh, our recording took a little bit longer, I'll give that a watch. Oh, it's terrible. Like, it's just <laughs> awful. Don't do it. Always go with the original. Every single time, go with the original film. And I made a mm-hmm. list, and now I'm just trying to remember what what it was. Ah, yes, M just sent me a text to remind me. The Shining. Holy the Shining. shit! I there holy shitballs, right? And I, oh my god! Oh my god! Like even just oh the opening, god. the opening, the whole, and the music, and it, it's brilliant. But also, I mean, visually spectacular. I. Yeah. Not enough credit is given to Shelley Duvall for her role in this mm-hmm. film. Hundred percent. Mm-hmm. Like, because I realised we didn't talk about it at all. We didn't talk about Shelley that much. Like, we had a conversation we, oh. about. We touched on it about you know, is an amazing portrayal a woman in this thing, and we totally do. But because I had never seen it, I'm like, yeah, no, I totally see that. I totally see that. But then I see what she's actually doing, mm-hmm. and then mm. I read up on it, and that mm. film took fifty six weeks to film. Yeah, mm. The Shining. Yeah, it's bonkers. 56 weeks to film, not to be made, to film. She yeah. was mm-hmm. working on a film for 56 weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Kubrick is a nightmare. And I was about to say, with an asshole. Kubrick, with an asshole, but part of the thing is Kubrick doesn't, uh, will start thinking we're at an acceptable shot once you hit shot number 35. Imagine the mm. intensity of what she's doing and how she's doing it and, and acting mm-hmm. and, and emotionally, mm-hmm. like, Holy, mm-hmm. holy hell. But also what an amazing film and what a beautiful film and what a brilliant film. I guess what mixed what I sit here wondering now is I'm like, is the spirit of that guy constantly out in the, out in the world and then drawn back 
where someone's killed. I don't know, like with Jack Nicholson, and it was it was mm. fantastic and and captured the hauntingness of it really brilliantly. Yeah, um, and the cinematography, like the number oh. of um, shots that are perfectly. Um, uh, symmetrically framed, like either looking down a hallway or into a into a yeah. hall or at the front of the it's building. Stunning. It's just gorgeous. Even just the shot of the the elevator of blood opening is oh, just well, a gorgeous sh- shot. So good. And yep. this wasn't one that was missed. Uh, em, I know you haven't watched it yet, but I highly recommend watching Screen Queen, the documentary oh, on Nightmare on Elm Street yeah. 2. I yep. watched that, and and I mean, if you're following us on Twitter, you would see I was tweeting about while watching, and they actually reshared one of the tweets. Um, yeah, which the, really the documentary. It is the most amazing documentary when you you're looking at Hollywood. Yeah, it's 100 percent on my list. I I can't just, but not just that. For me, it also went into uh, the story of um, the AIDS crisis, the AIDS epidemic, mm. Um, mm-hmm. when it was coming out, what that meant for gay men and for actors. It talked about the cocktails that people living with HIV have to take. Like, it's a brilliant mm. documentary that captures everything perfectly the way it is. It's, it talks it's about, heartbreaking too. It's heartbreaking. It talks mm-hmm. about homophobia and there's actually a part in it where it's really interesting for me being able to watch it as a gay man and actually that was hard Wait, enough. Like you're gay? Like, I, exactly. But I'm a person <laughs> who lives, uh, people who have lived through this and even when I hear it from them, it's a lot. But seeing it like this and when you actually have someone talking about being not out homosexual, doing that film, and then the writer turning around and saying, and, and what's interesting, and he's like, the writer was saying, I made it gay. And then when he meets all of the cast members years later, and and I think it's a director that actually has a conversation with him and they do it on camera. And it's like, you've got to let that go because that's not what was going on and you're focusing on that so much. And for me, I'm like, wow, this is a conversation that I've heard many a time where it's like, mm. oh, you know, you've just got to let this go. You've just got to let love it be okay. And I am 100% on the side of, of Mark going, no, like that's yeah. my lived experience is more awful because of what you did. And it ruined his career. And it ruined his career, but also he changed his life. And I don't need to turn around and go, oh, sure, I'll just let that go, no problem. And it's this interesting thing watching that where I was really angry because I'm like, as mm-hmm. a, gay, a gay person being told, oh, you just forgive that person for this. They didn't mean it. And it's like, no, there are repercussions for what you do. And coming out is hard mm-hmm. enough. And, yeah. and mm-hmm. then, but then when he actually has the conversation with the writer and the writer doesn't take full ownership, but also they have that conversation where he admits as well, where he goes, I gave that too much power and blamed him for so long. It's brilliant. Like, I mm. am, mm. it's so worth watching. And everyone, if you haven't, please do. Like, it's a, it's a brilliant love letter to the movie and to the franchise of horror and what it actually means to so many people. Like, whether you're queer or not, so if, you're, if you're gay, it, it has another level. If you're a queer person, it has mm. another level, just like horror does in every way, shape or form. But anyone watching it, like, Shori, you were even saying it taught you more about HIV than mm. you've known yeah, about. Yeah, 100%. And I mean, yeah. I, every year I tweet about you, of course, you, undetectable equals untransmissible and things like that. I've, I've written articles about it repeatedly, but we can't get the information out that, you know, uh, the, out there, but this documentary has done it in such a good way that I just couldn't be happier. Yeah. It's brilliant. Yeah, it's, like, everyone it's so needs good. to watch Everyone needs to watch it. It's so fantastic. I think you need to watch the movie first too as well to get oh, that. God, yeah. So you can see like, yes, the movie comes across as one of the gayest films of all time, you know, the way we were talked about it when we made it, when we were talking about the made the episode. But then when you talk, when you watch the actual documentary and you just go, holy crap, the shit that they went through and then afterwards yeah. for him, it's just a nightmare. And you, I, I get why he disappeared and why he went down to Mexico and went, Fuck Hollywood, I'm out of here. See you later. Yeah. I yeah, get totally. it. You 100 totally. percent get it. Yeah. 
it's it's great. I can't wait for you to watch it and I can't wait for us to talk about it even more. Yeah. I mean, it, it is on the list. It's up high on the list. That's all I can say. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now well, to look back I, at the past 31 days. Yeah. Oh, man. I've just, I've really been just reflecting and even just looking through the list of movies, it just brings yeah. back, brings back so many memories. And, you know, I had, so I had a thought and it made me think this might be a good kind of question to ask everyone. And I can get us, I can get us started to get the ball rolling. Um, I, I wondered what, maybe what was our most, uh, the most unexpected movie for each of us so it could be unexpected in a good way or a bad way or whatever and like I said I'll get the ball rolling because this is this is yeah. what I something that that I this sort of picked so up when I was I knew I know we were going into let's let's pick a let's let's say what our things are here and there I think my experience for all of you is very different because I've edited every episode so I've oh, totally totally and, and we might and, have completely no, yeah. but it, that's why it's interesting. It all sits in my mind in a really different way. But, uh, yeah. like, okay, so what, what you, what's the most well, unexpected? Okay, so for me, the most unexpected um, film, and I'll, and I'll explain it, and you guys will, will, I think, immediately know, is Ginger Snaps. Yeah. That was the most unexpected that. film for me, <laughs> yes. And it was a positive unexpected. So I am not really into the werewolf um, genre. I'm not, I'm not anti-werewolf movies, you know what I mean? I'm just not never really you're invested get in werewolf There's going to be werewolves out the front of your house now picketing you. No, exactly, people. exactly. <laughs> um, and so when we were picking films, I picked American Werewolf in London because I honestly didn't know of any other werewolf movies and <laughs> yeah, I love that film. Fair. So I was like, right, I'm picking that one. And Shory picked this film called Ginger Snaps, which I had never even heard of, and I thought, okay, let's see what this is. And I was so pleasantly surprised. I had never anticipated that a werewolf movie could be um, a really quirky feminist um, film. I just didn't, mm-hmm. I wasn't ready for that and I just wasn't expecting that. And I went into it and right from the beginning there's all of this really open discussion about um, womanhood and periods and and girls yeah. turning women and the changing with the cycles and I was like holy shit this makes so much sense that you use a werewolf metaphor for that um, and I just never I didn't expect it and I was so pleasantly surprised um, and I've since told a bunch of people about this movie because I really really enjoyed it so that mm-hmm. that was a real sort of like unexpected highlight for me coming out of this this thirty one days so that's that's my my unexpected highlight. What about you, Tori? I think, look, I might go just a little bit uh, the opposite direction. I was disappointed with Black Swan only because it Also expected you to say that. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Not not in like a, you know, oh, God, I hated that. It just, it wasn't what I expected and it just wasn't for me. It didn't Mm. come across as, like, I, we talked about it on the episode, but it was just one of those ones where I was just like, I was... I was disappointed that I didn't like it, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I expected to really enjoy it and think, okay, this is going to be a great mm. thriller, and it just didn't do it for me. But then, you know, like yep. I one of my – to go back to a positive one, though, was I really um, – the only movie we watched all together was Bit, and I think Bit is one mm. of the best vampire movies, let alone queer horror, whatever, just – Vampire movies mm. I've seen in the last you know decade. It was phenomenal. Thank you, Melbourne Queer Film Festival, for putting it on. By the way, everyone, the yeah. festival went on sale this week for this year uh, in November. They're doing a week worth of films, so check out mqff.com.au. 
or dot org or something. I don't know. Look it up. Yeah. Back to Shory. <laughs> um, yeah, like just how you know much we the three of us sitting there together, you know, the only movie we actually all watched together, but how much fun we had with that movie. I think it was an absolute blast. And since like. And it's kind of nostalgic, right? Because that's when we first started talking about doing the podcast. So it's, yeah. And, and, you know, like things like because of that, you know, I, I've become friendly with the director of the film. And so I've talked to him a lot about it and his other movies and things like that. And we've talked about different things. And so it's sort of like a, just by watching that movie, it's just opened up this whole world of other things. And it's just, it was so much fun and such a, you know, a powerful mm. film and, yeah. you know, the, the main actress who was phenomenal and the, it was just fantastic. So good. Yeah. So good. Yep. No, I can, I completely agree. I was just going to say, I think, I think the other one for me, which was not, not so, not so much unexpected, but a film that was, has been one of my favourite new discoveries from this podcast was The Battery. It's another story yes. pick was, was yeah. The Battery. Was, that, okay, was, so that was such a solid the film. Battery, the Battery is actually, so here, here were the two that I was going to say. Um, yeah. Jennifer's Body. Mm-hmm. Uh, <sighs> I, I just didn't expect it to be as good as it was and it's brilliant. Mm. Like it's so brilliant and so great and, and everyone Everyone understood the assignment. Do you know what I mean? In yep. that yeah. film, everyone knew what another they were doing. Adam Brody legendary appearance. One, exactly, exactly. Yep. And that's the thing. It's like it's lit, so. It's interesting. I've been reading up. So Ben Urich on screen on the first day of filming realized that he had researched the role completely wrong, and he thought we, they were making like a full-on dark documentary type thing about the the uh, through the eyes of a serial killer. And on and literally they started the first scene they did was all of them sitting at school at the fountain, kind of having that chat. And he realized mm. after the first take that he was doing the whole thing wrong and had to reassess how, and that's where I'm <laughs> like that's got me thinking in a really interesting way where I'm like, wow, imagine you're casting it, you've got it. And obviously there's always points where people are missing certain things. Jennifer Body is one of those films where every single person understood exactly what they had to do and yep. did it perfectly. And it's so yep. great. I loved it on every level. And then the next one would be The Battery. And I think because The Battery hits every beat you would expect from a zombie film, we've always thought about in your mind going, what would happen if I'm doing this and living that? It did it and mm-hmm. showed us. The and, and more. And it gave us more. Zombie <laughs> yeah. And, and oh, them trapped in the car. I'll it, never forget was, that. It was amazing and brilliant. And that last shot, shot still haunts me where he's, because the zombies are just slow moving, he's just mm-hmm. walking away and they're just following him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's that's yep. life. I uh, yep. I mean, I would even say Bubba Duke is another one as well. Like, just fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's, hard, yep. it's hard to what, narrow down to one. Okay, what were your what were your favorite? What was each of your favorite film to rewatch? So, a film that you've seen before and you got to rewatch it for this. Oh, mine, mine's an easy choice. Mine was uh, Brain Dead, Dead Alive, the Peter yep. Jackson. Uh, I have seen that, but yeah, that, that was movie amazing. I don't. It doesn't matter who you show it to, even if they're a little bit squeamish, people still have a, a phenomenal time with that film. It is just, it's a laugh. It's a riot from the start to the finish. And, you know, you've got your amazing, you know, I kick ass for the Lord. And, oh, my God. You know, that your, your, your mother ate my dog and things like that. Like, it's just, it's hilarious and it's so much I, fun. I will always just remember that film for the moment where the the messed up um indiscernible body parts shift around and suddenly <laughs> there's a sphincter and it farts i just was like amazing. this is the most ridiculous thing i've ever seen <laughs> that's that's that you know how sometimes certain movies they just have there's one scene that just sticks with you forever that's yep. it for me 
That's it. For me, That's it's it. the mother at the end. It's the mother at the end. Or actually, it's <laughs> well, the running, the running on the on the blood, and there's so yep. much of it that he's just. Not oh running. yes, it was amazing. Oh my god, me, all the zombies was, having sex. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> yeah. too many things. I, 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 I have a different one in regard to this because a lot of the films, remember, like we talked about, I hadn't seen them yet. Mm-hmm. There's a whole this is true. The, part one of the reasons why I wanted to do this when we started talking about it is because this finally gave me a chance to watch the films. It was going to force me to watch films that I wanted to watch for ages. So mm. um, really, the the ones for me that stand out, it's always going to be Scream and Shaun of the Dead. Yeah. I cannot mm. get enough of watching those films over and over again. Yep. Uh, Scream yeah. 3, however, can get in the bin. Uh, yes. yes. <laughs> I will say. As I can, can, as can that wig that they made Courtney Cox wear. Is it a wig? <laughs> was it? I think it was just her yeah. hair. So that I think was that was hair. just her hair. That was her hair. No. Yeah. yeah. You think that was, right. it was I'm a looking, choice? I'm, I'm, looking, I'm looking this up. You guys continue it to chat and look it up. But, um, I mean, it, it is that thing, like, we have talked about it. It's funny that in re-listening where we're like, you know what, we wanted to achieve something, a 31-day podcast, horror mm-hmm. movies, happiness, we have. And at, during the course of making this, we do talk about, you know, and we, we, we do want to come back and do more in bits and pieces. We also want to breather and figure out what's going to work well for us all. <laughs> but we have to do, we have to do for Scream 5 coming out, I think we have to do a pot of mm-hmm. the day sure. with Scream 3 and 4. And yeah, I just need to happen. So it was so, her real hair. Her real hair. Yeah. You guys were right. Oh my god, I feel so bad for her. It's a choice. <laughs> oh, oh. Well, I, I was going to say. That. Oh, it just makes me feel bad for her. Um, ah. the um, the film that. Well, yeah, no, actually, good point. I don't feel bad for her. Um, the film that I enjoyed rewatching the most, and it was, a, I knew I would enjoy rewatching it, but as soon as I put it on, I couldn't get the stupid grin off my face. Was Gremlins Two? <laughs> like, and I only say that because it's the film that I remember. I had such a visceral reaction to. As soon as I put it on, I was just joy, just joy yeah. the whole way yep. through. So yeah. I, I can't go past that. That was that was my most joyful rewatching of a film for this. So thank you, Dean, for that um that suggestion. I mean uh, it's I hard. Will... I, I'm struggling when I look at the list of films that were like there's so many. There's so many good it's, films. Uh, it's I'm I'm so oh God, I'm proud of us. Like I really am. Yeah. Like the picks we made, it's it's been the ride worth having doing this. I mean, doing yeah. this you, think about, you think about some of the early ones, like, you know, the uh, with the birthday-themed episode with the Don't Panic that I suggested with the ridiculous monobrow. And, yeah. Oh, my God, know. that monobrow. And <laughs> when I actually went back and when I finally watched Don't Panic, and I was like, this is crazy. Like, why is the, <laughs> the rose and the rose with on the coffin, let alone the floating? And I'm just like... Who thought of it? It's, and the pajamas are just amazing. Like I'm still totally waiting amazing. for a pair. I'm still waiting for them to come into my yep. size. Oh, actually, sorry, I just realised I have to add one. Okay, I've got two that mm. were my favourite to revisit. The second one is Tales from the Hood because that is uh, such yes. a yeah. solid film. And that was the other one. Watching it, I was immediately engaged and so happy to be rewatching it. That is such a good film. <laughs> but yeah, we just we covered so much. I mean, I finally got to watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, oh my god! And I, yeah. I didn't anticipate going into this that there would be a classic that I hadn't seen yet because mm-hmm. yeah. you know you all know of the classics. Funny, in, in editing as well, I, it's quite funny. The day after we watched Chainsaw Massacre, I was editing the episode where we were talking about, oh, maybe we'll watch Chainsaw Massacre. And we were all talking about how we'd react to it. And I was like, I'll just be sitting there with popcorn. Then remember when we, we actually talked about it and I nearly threw up. 
Like, so yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's very interesting. I for just, listeners, of course, that's yesterday's episode. But yeah, it's, it's so weird for us looking back at it all. It's an and, intense movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. But look, my, I think, and it became a running gag, but just getting you guys to watch something like Slumber Party Massacre 2, which I, look, I, I could rewatch that movie a bunch because I think it's an it's just so ridiculous that it's just fun and mm. you like it, I mean getting you guys to watch Body Melt was a different story that's a very gross film but it's hilarious because you know it's got all the Australian actors in it but there's something about Slumber Party Massacre too that it's like it runs for like seventy minutes and it's mm-hmm. all of a sudden the killer breaks into song and dance and I'm like it's a movie that I wish we could have all been together to watch because I think mm. it's one of those movies that I think works better with a bunch of people. Like I would, if they showed that at mm-hmm. like the Asta, I would go and just to sit in a crowd and watch that because it would be a blast. Okay. And yeah. that's the thing. Like we, this is the, when we're talking about this for this final episode, honestly, we really wanted to do a live screaming, screaming, mm-hmm. screaming. screaming. We really wanted to do could a, live, a live screaming as well. We wanted to be able to, you know, after everyone experiencing the podcast in this way, do that. Uh, together and I, I'm absolutely not going to rule that out. I mean, we now but that yeah, we're no. of these, you know, imagine the three of us actually in a cinema watching Halloween Kills together. Just putting it out there. Mm. Um, yeah. I think Emma's going to say it. I, 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 I may or may not have already <laughs> seen it. Um, uh, we're time traveling because we record yeah. in the past, but yes, I may or may not have already seen it, but I will gladly see it again. Well, and this is yeah, like I'm just I'm looking forward to sitting in a cinema with you two and actually watching a film oh, together. Just to but see I anything, not, let's I just go to the movies together. Uh, I do not share popcorn. I'm just giving you that heads up. Oh, I do not share it. Pandemic, man, we don't share anything. Well, oh, that's true. Well, I never have. I never will. I was COVID safe <laughs> for years. <laughs> I get the largest popcorn I can and I don't share it. Like, literally, if I'm on a date and someone's like, oh, we'll share the popcorn, I'm like, excuse me? I don't yeah, think so. Be the, like, this would be the only date we're having. Like, yeah. red flag. <laughs> that, that is a red um, flag for me. I'm like, I'm not sharing my popcorn with you. Like, I'll make out with you. But, but that's the other thing as well. You know what? Actually, when people add, go, you go on a date to a movie and people like want to make out, and I'm like, I want to watch the fucking film. Oh, that's my God. Oh, my God. I, I am the reason. same. No, do not try to touch me. Do not yeah. try to. We are watching. See, okay, so I am the same with this, with sharing and making out during films, unless it has been established beforehand. Like we agreed, let's get there this popcorn to, to share. Zone. Yeah. Then I'm happy to share. But if I've just bought popcorn and we haven't said we're going to share it, don't try to eat some of my popcorn. And unless we've said like, oh my god, this is just like a nothing fun movie, we can just make out during it, then that's fine. But if we have bought tickets to see like Halloween Kills, don't try to don't I'm not try to get fresh. tickets to make out with you. It's not the way it's going. No, go. I don't need to pay for that. Yeah, no, absolutely. <laughs> no. Absolutely. Spot on. No, this has been a weird tangent, then but again, it's just important to yeah. get that out there. <laughs> I reckon drive-ins, drive-ins would be a complete – oh, my God, let's do a drive-in, another point. Oh, my God, yes, let's do a drive-in. Different, different thing, really. Drive-ins, no, I guess, making out could happen. Oh, no, why? You're in a car. I mean, car sex is uncomfortable enough. But all right, all right. <laughs> yeah, but what if you're I still mean, seeing an amazing new film that you haven't seen before? Well, I'd want to go to a cinema. I wouldn't want to go to a drive-in. There's too many distractions at a drive-in. Like the person you want to make out with sitting next to you. <laughs> Alroy has just texted. Um, Alroy is listening and has said, you're seeing a movie with Emma. Not on Emma, and that is absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Get off me. I'm trying to watch the film. <laughs> um, anyway, um, I, I was going to say something else, but it is gone. It's flown out of my mind because we just went on the most ridiculous. Oh, no, I was going to say um, 
So, yeah, Dean, you're probably going to be surprised to hear this and sure you might be as well, but I would actually say the the one, okay, no, not the only Shory pick, but out of the, you know, the Shory certified picks, certified out, of, picks. out of the Shory certified picks, the one that I would re-watch is Slumber Party Massacre 2. Yes. I, I know I would as well. That, that is the one I would, I, would, I actually I, would re-watch. I, I wouldn't have said and, it. And I have to say that's the I short. I wouldn't want to yeah. give Shory a big head. But. <laughs> <laughs> that's out of cover, the Shory certified. Time. So that that doesn't that doesn't um that doesn't was, cover things like the battery, which is obviously oh, not yeah, not a Shory yeah, yeah. certified. That's no, just a the like, ridiculous yeah. Shory ones. Yeah, but the ridiculous Shory picks. Yeah. I would rewatch Slumber Party Massacre too because I agree it is so outrageous that it's funny. Yeah. Um, but but if I watch it again, I will be getting drunk because yeah, I yeah, think yeah. that'll oh, make it 100%. even better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that is the one that I would definitely rewatch. And, and look, oh, if yeah. you're going to have and a slumber agree, party like look, that, just send me an invite so I can come around and just made, peek through the window like in the movie. We've made so much fun <laughs> about it, and I'm not going to lie, I want to recreate shot for shot the dancing montage with like. <gasps> Let's so, do it. Yeah. Uh, look, it, it's ridiculous and brilliant all at the but same time. You know what though? Those two songs that they play, they're good songs. I would I would put those yeah, on the yeah, playlist. Just, they were good songs. <laughs> Uh, look, yeah, it, and I mean, I think it just took us by surprise so early in the piece, <laughs> you know. You, I, should, I, I, think so you, I should have built up to it, you know. I should have yeah. worked my way up later I mean, on. you kind of did because you picked Body Melt. Body so Melt that was, was one before, of the first movies I suggested. That's what I'm saying, like that you did kind of build up to it because you started with Body Melt and then we got Slumber Party Massacre. And let's not forget, not, I screwed up for, the first two episodes because my first pick wasn't even an Aussie film. Oh, and no, I but that was my fault. I apologize. No, that was my that fault pick. because I told because I told you that, that that pick that you were going to do know, was an Aussie film, so that was my fault. But but then <laughs> Rock, which was terrible, terrible on everyone. <laughs> no, I mean, no, no, and no. Then I wasted another opportunity by picking Teen Wolf. It's just not okay. I don't think Picnic at Hanging Rock was a terrible choice because I know you say that it wasn't a great film, but it wasn't like the worst film, and we had a lot of fun discussing it. So I still maintain mm. that I think that was a that was a fun discussion. Teen Wolf. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll give you that one. That I, was I, I that was that was everyone. not great. I apologize to everyone. And and I actually just want to put out there what what do you think some of the best discussions we've had? Um, you know what? I, I I know we didn't we haven't planned our look back talking conversational things. No. For me, it's been so wonderful, so wonderful to. It's been like re-edit, like going back and editing these podcasts and re-listening to it, like. It's literally like rewatching the film again, and I loved it. Mm. Um, I even just the ones listeners of this week's episode, we, the conversation we have, I think is fantastic about sleepaway camp. Yeah, you know, we don't come away with any kind of resolution. We have a great conversation about gender. We have a great conversation about transphobia, yeah. but we also have a great conversation about maybe neither of those things were part of the point. <laughs> so it's that, re- and and yeah. for me, that conversation perfectly captured the three of us, which is why I love yeah. doing this. Yeah, uh, it, it captured I, everything yeah. that we bring to I'll, it, and I just love. I'll it. say that the most educational was when we talked about cruising. <laughs> yes, thank you. I was going to say that. I learned about the hanky code, and yeah. I just found that so insightful and fascinating. And now, like, every I, time I say something about the hanky code, I just picture Al Pacino's face going. No, you know I have hanky code <laughs> masks. I have hanky code coronavirus yeah, masks. I've seen. I've seen your um your Instagram post. Um, <laughs> I yeah, I loved. I loved learning about that. Honestly, we had so many good conversations throughout this yeah. podcast. Um, yeah. It's hard to pick, but. I do, uh, yeah. So I, I did love learning about um, learning about the hanky code. I did love the discussion we had about 
um, Tales from the Hood because we had a really interesting yeah. discussion about race and horror, which I thought was absolutely just just such a wonderful um, conversation. Yeah. Um, I loved our discussion uh, discussions about uh, the Blair Witch Project and uh, Hereditary because we just fangirled and that was <laughs> amazing. Both totally. of those films, we just, like, went hard talking about how much we loved them and how, you know, brilliant they were in, in whatever way. Um, there were just... Uh, so many great conversations, like, because there were so many great films. And as we, we've already touched on it a little bit, that let's be honest, probably uh, Shori and I have probably the most different taste in horror. I feel like, Dean, you're kind of this in this position where your your taste crosses over with my taste and Shori's taste probably equally. Yeah. But um, I think, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I, I would say for Shori and I, it's been really amazing and interesting to watch films that we might not have sat down and watched mm. if the other yep. one hadn't picked it. Like, I mean, and we've both had conversations where Shori said, you know, this is, you know, a bit on my list, but I, I may not have got to it or I felt a bit uh, about watching this, but I'm going to watch it because you picked it for the podcast. And obviously the same goes for me. I mean, some of the films you picked I'd never even heard of, so yeah, it couldn't even have it. been on my list. But And, and that I was watched- one of the things that made me the happiest was, like, Ginger Snaps. Like, I... I, I was tossing up between Such Ginger Snaps and The Howling. And The Howling is yeah. another, I love it as a, I think it's a brilliant werewolf movie. But mm. I just went, I think Emma's going to like Ginger Snaps. And it wasn't even like, oh, I think she's going to love it. it. But it was, it was more like, oh, I think she'll like this one. And then it was sort of, I couldn't have picked a more movie right up your alley. It was I perfect. loved it. It was so good. I loved it. it, it, it it's just, oh, so happy. Like, and, I, and I loved that you finally watched Hereditary. Like I know you, oh, you probably didn't, oh. I don't know if you adored it as much as I did, oh. but it's one of my favourite contemporary horror movies. Yeah. So it made me so happy that I got to introduce someone to it. I think it, I said brilliant. it on the episode too is that, look, I loved it. I think it was a brilliant movie. Mm. And the same with Midsummer. But I would probably mm. revisit Midsummer more than I would Hereditary. Sure. Because Hereditary, it was just that intensity the whole oh, time. I was like, it's well, dark it's and not, it's intense. Yeah. If, yeah. If, and yeah. look, we, we can go by, like, if you if the listeners are, you know, having a look at the list of the movies we go by, you look at the movies I pick, uh, not saying that you guys aren't, but there are a, lot, a lot of them were more fun, more silly, more goofy, more mm. overly, overly gory, all mm. over the place. And so, yeah. like, that's where I lean towards in my horror. So, stuff like Midsummer, and I said it, they intimidate me. It's mm. it's the the build up of people going, oh, this is the scariest movie ever made, and I'm like, oh, I I, I want to have fun. Like I don't mind being scared, yeah. but I also yeah. kind of want to have fun with my horror too. Com- yeah. Horror is my mm. comfort my comfort genre, totally. and so like mm. having to having now no excuse, I have to watch them. So I was so glad and I was so wrapped that you picked them because I was like, well, now I have to watch them. I don't I don't have to wuss out. And that's a really nice kind of. I like that this has become like quite a circular conversation because we talked about this right at in episode one of the podcast Mm -hmm. we talked about why do you watch horror do you watch it because it makes you scared and if so do you like being scared or do you watch it because it's like a comfort place and I love that we've come right back to that same discussion at the end because it's fascinating what we all get out of horror because I love horror that is also fun like obviously um you know Army Army of Darkness is Mm -hmm. a fantastic horror movie that I love and lots of other fun horror movies but I think probably unlike you, Shori, I also love horror that is quite dark and actually yep. really makes me scared. And I, I chase down that that experience also. Yeah. So it's it's just been, and I think because of that is, is how we've managed to end up with a podcast where we've got the most brilliant, diverse range <laughs> of movies. Yeah. It, it means for us and for our listeners, there really is something for everyone. 
Like it's, mm. it's. I mean, I, I, I don't mean to sound, you know, but like we kind of rocked it. Yeah, oh, I'm like, very happy. You yeah. know, yeah, I, I'm happy. looking for something to drop, like a mic drop. I've got nothing, but you know, we pretty much, we pretty much rock. I yeah. just, I keep thinking of the fingernails emoji, just like we pretty much, we pretty much rock. Yeah, we did. We rocked. Hell yeah! <laughs> and it's one of those things too. Like yeah. it's, it's. You know, we and we did some episodes in the end. We had some recommendations and stuff, but we want to. Mm. You know, I, I still want to hear from the people who listen to yeah. say, "Well, I really like this movie. What else should yeah. I watch?" And you know, it's the it's the Randy from Scream in me that makes me want to suggest movies to people. And mm. you know, oh, yeah. like I've spent the last few days watching all the Halloween movies because I hadn't done it before. Mm. I was about to say, if in doubt, just go through Hori Hori's Shuri's Hori. <laughs> Go through Shory's Twitter. Like, I've told you not to mention was that. that a, uh, was that a Freudian slip? Sometimes <laughs> That's... I like wake up in the morning going, has he slept at all? Like, it's all <laughs> I know, I do the same just thing. watch horror films. Like, well, it's great. Being, being in a possible COVID lockdown for a couple of days means yeah. Yeah. you have to stay away from your family as well, which means you don't have much to do. So, yeah. yes. Yeah. So Hori yeah, was up all night. Hori, Hori was up all night, baby. <laughs> um, Dean, I was going to ask because you're you are a bit more, um, I guess, have more of a broad taste in. Not yeah. that Shori and I don't have like we have our go tos, yeah. but we both are open. But Dean, do you would you say that there is a, a style of horror that you gravitate to the most? Oh, it's hard for me. Team Wolf and Team Wolf too. I still don't. I honestly, <laughs> and I think if anything. Doing this podcast has re-cemented the broadness of, like, I can't just go with one mm. field. It, for mm. me, just like I said at the start, like, I, I love when you look at the dark black humour ones, which I love immensely, like, even Ready or Not that we just talked about today, like, absolutely fantastic. But then when you go into Brain Dead and I'm right there, you know, or Dead or, mm-hmm. dead or Alive, I guess, depending on which country you're in. Um, and like, but, but even so, like just watching the documentary Scream Queens and, and about what Freddy Krueger means to people, it's, it's, Mm -hmm. I love the history of it all. Like, to be honest, it's still, for me, it's the media student in me. I'm like, it's one of the reasons why I love watching soap operas, even if they're bad, because I'm looking at how uh, uh, people are creating things and doing things and it makes Mm -hmm. me incredibly happy. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think um, that's I think that's why I've loved the films, even if they're films that I would never normally watch, because, like I said, it's it's the it's the media academic that's that's you know I love I love screen media and I love analyzing it and pulling it apart. That's part of the joy that I get out of movies. So even if I'm yeah. watching something and it's not something that I would necessarily rewatch again because I don't get that enjoyment as an audience member, I'm enjoying it on a different level. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying something else about it. So it's always, it's always a joy, whatever yeah. the case. I yeah, mean, sure. I actually do want to say thank you to the two of you for doing mm-hmm. this. Like it's, it's during lockdown for me, this has been, a labour of love, like it has been for all of us. But, like, seriously, yeah. God, I, getting back into podcasting in this way, getting mm-hmm. back into uh, movies, it, it's just been, I've loved it. So thank you to the two of you. Yeah. Oh, oh you you're too. welcome. And thank you. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I think it's safe to say the feeling is mutual. It's yeah. been it's been such a joy. And I think that it's just been the perfect dynamic between the three of us. And it, it's, we've just, yeah, it's been, it's been amazing. Yeah. It's been amazing. It's Definitely. been the best of times. It's been <laughs> really just the best of times. Really. Well, you know what? Like yeah. We've still got eight more films that weren't picked in today's episode to watch. And quite frankly, this I, is if, true. if you think I'm not 
making a new list for the time that you the book. If you guys go, <laughs> hey, what if we try doing this again next year? If you think I haven't started that list already, you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? We may come back with some other genres as well. Exactly. Well, this is true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Just watch yep. this space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you all. Thank you all for being along this joyful ride with us. Um, and we, you know, like we've said, hit us up on our socials and tell us films that we should have watched or or ones that you're loving because even though... Or if you want some 30, recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. Hit us up. Yes, the 31 Days of Horror has stopped and I'm not going to lie, I'm really excited to start Grey's Anatomy now. Um, the new <laughs> season, uh, yeah. As of November. But, yeah, I like this has been wonderful. And can I it's say... Been like, with, with our, you know, with this episode coming out on Halloween... Yep. Let us know what you're watching on Halloween night because I always find that fascinating, mm. the, the films that people watch on the night because I, mm-hmm. you know, I lean towards more classics and stuff like that, whereas other people lean yeah. to more modern stuff. So I'd love to know what they watch. I'm thinking of going because I've gone so hard and especially because I did all the catch-up films, like The Shining was a lot. I'm thinking of just doing Hocus Pocus on Halloween nice. night. Yeah. yeah, good choice. I'm thinking, well, I've obviously seen, am seeing Halloween Kills today, um, <laughs> but I'm thinking this evening I might go with Practical Magic because it's one of my favourite oh, like, yeah. fun, yep. fun spooky movies that I didn't get to watch for the podcast or The Craft. Yeah. The Craft Ooh, or Practical nice. Magic. I'm glad you didn't make me watch um, Practical Magic. Thank you for that. We would never have made you watch Practical Magic. <laughs> Look. We oh, would we, never, yes, well, we, I would have. It I would have. No, it doesn't. It doesn't. But it's a. Like, it's sort if, of a. If we have a Halloween comedy. I still want darker horror films. Magic. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair. I think but, my Halloween night will probably be at least one of the old Universal movies. Um, maybe mm-hmm. a Frankenstein or Dracula. The old Invisible Man, which has one of the highest body counts in movie history. Oh. Because mm-hmm. um, he derails a train, oh, yeah, and kills a thousand yeah. people. Uh, <laughs> Um, and then depending on what time when the kids go to bed, it might be something a bit more dark after that, but I'll have to work on it and see what Amy mm. wants to watch as well. Brilliant. Well, tonight, mm. which is last night when people are listening, um, we are revisiting one of my favourite things for the spooky season, a bunch of all the Simpsons Treehouse of Horrors yeah, episodes. Beautiful. Because it's just, oh, yeah. I Excellent. love them. I still yeah. love the so, idea. I honestly love the idea of us doing 31 days of Simpsons, like, and yes. doing those, I, that's also yes. in my mind. Like yep. now that we've done this and I know it's really achievable if we're organised to begin with at the start mm-hmm. as opposed to the <laughs> way we did it. We're still very organised but we got there. Oh, I'm like, yeah, we did I'm, it. I'm, I'm like, Treehouse, Treehouse of Horrors, we need, to, yeah. I, we need to watch and talk. And you and watch the Shining episodes through new eyes now. Completely, yeah, yeah, yeah. completely. Hey, it's the Shining. You want to get yourself sued? You've got the Shining one. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. All well, right. everyone, happy Halloween. And um, yes, happy Halloween. Halloween. Thank you for joining us for this fabulous ride. And you never know, uh, do, do hit subscribe because we may be back with more horror your way yeah. someday soon. Yeah. It's not goodbye. It's just talk to you soon. <laughs> see, so you see you later. See you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.